Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Crime, where I drink some coffee and talk about true crime stories. This is a special episode of the podcast because, well, it's my favorite holiday of the year, Halloween, also known to me as Samhain. Here's a fun fact for everyone. Samhain is basically pagan or Wiccan Halloween. It's actually the pagan new year, and it's all about celebrating the harvest and your ancestors. Halloween wasn't always the commercial holiday that we know it to be now. Children used to wear costumes to hide from evil demons and spirits that were believed to have roamed the earth on this night of October 31st. In this episode, I will cover two topics, the first being the true story behind Wes Craven's inspiration for A Nightmare on Elm Street, and secondly, the hauntingly true tale behind the infamous hotel in The Shining. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, curl up on the couch, and get ready for some true crime. A Nightmare on Elm Street is one of the most well-known and creepily intriguing horror movies made by horror master, the late Wes Craven. It stars the famous Freddy Krueger, a dream demon hell-bent on revenge after being murdered by the angry townspeople following his despicable acts of murder. He gets his revenge by going after the children of those people in their dreams. Wes Craven was well known for taking inspiration from real life for his movies, and A Nightmare on Elm Street was no different. To think a movie about a dream demon who kills teens in their nightmares could possibly be rooted in reality is absurd to most, but Craven took inspiration for Kruger from a series of unexplained deaths in the 1980s. During 1975, the Vietnamese War ended and the country of Laos became communist-run. This caused a large group of the people to flee the country, becoming refugees in Thailand or the U.S. because they had assisted the U.S. in the war against their country. The mysterious deaths I mentioned earlier happened within this group of people. Typically, men in their 20s and 30s were dying in their sleep, specifically during nightmares. There were 20 victims in total in the U.S., and all but one were perfectly healthy individuals. Coroners could not explain what was happening or what could have caused this to transpire, but surmised the deaths were, quote, cardiac in nature, perhaps some kind of electrical mechanism of the heart. The only factor noted by people who lived with the victims were they'd wake up in the night to the sounds of gasping or gargling by the victim shortly before they collapsed and could not be revived. This is reminiscent of the way the victims of Kruger died in the movie. The other teens clearly see what is happening to their friends in the dream world because their death is reflected into reality. Take one of the most famous kills of the franchise, the death of Tina, for example. We clearly see how she dies in a very graphic way on screen. Much like these deaths, many of the teens killed by Freddy in the movie were male, young, and healthy. There are numerous articles that could have inspired Craven to create this film, but it's clear he was able to develop a very original and chilling character from this mysterious case of unfortunate events. Events which cannot be fully explained to this day. Rounding off to our second story, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining is one of the most well-known horror movies ever, which is based on Stephen King's book of the same name. The story follows the lives of the Torrance family as they become the caretakers of the remote Overlook Hotel during the winter. It focuses on the main character's life as it spirals out of control because he's losing his mind. The setting of the hotel plays an integral role in the plot of the story. When Stephen King himself was suffering from writer's block in the early 70s, he and his wife took a vacation to the Stanley Hotel. 
He was hoping to take a break from the world and maybe find some inspiration for a new book, and that's precisely what he discovered. King described in an interview covered in Life magazine, Wandering through its corridors, I thought that it seemed the perfect, maybe the artypical setting for a ghost story. He later went on to say, That night I dreamed of my three-year-old son running through the corridors, looking back over his shoulder, eyes wide, screaming. He was being chased by a fire hose. This dream led him to write The Shining. He merely changed the name of the hotel from the Stanley to the Overlook. The actual Stanley Hotel King and his wife stayed in has a chilling history behind it as well. There are claims of ghost children being seen playing on the fourth floor of the hotel, and it is said that the landowner who passed away in 1926 still resides on the hotel grounds. The most chilling of all is room 217, and also the hardest room to book due to its popularity. It is said the long-dead chambermaid, Mrs. Wilson, is still in that room, forced to clean it forever as a ghost. This, of course, is the very room that King and his wife stayed in during their vacation. This was the room where he had his earlier mentioned nightmare about his son getting chased by a fire hose. At the time King wrote the book, he was battling alcoholism, and this is what gave him inspiration for the protagonist of the novel, Jack. It was simply a book about an alcoholic writer who went mad because of spirits at a hotel. Basically what was happening to King during his stay at the Stanley. It's so amazing that he took that direct inspiration from his life into his novel. King's book and the subsequent movie actually helped the business of the real hotel at the time because it was ailing. Nowadays, people want to visit the Stanley and appreciate the magic and experience it. Experience what forged one of King's most popular books and one of the most beloved horror movie classics of all time. The hotel even has a psychic who gives tours to people. <laughs> they really have done well thanks to King and his story. Now, dear listeners, would you ever stay in this haunting abode? Thank you all for joining me for this holiday special of Coffee and Crime. Next month, I will be exploring other films and documentaries that are based on true crime stories. I will also be doing a two-part episode on one of my favorite cases to research, Jack the Ripper. So look forward to that. If you have any suggestions, send me them on my Twitter or my Tumblr. Have a happy Halloween, dear listeners. Until next time.